Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these families? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. And on the road, live from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota, only on the RPR Network. Good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And we are coming to you live, as he just mentioned, from St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Wall, South Dakota. But before we get too far down the road, we are going to uh, start out with prayer. Father Tony Grossenberg, who is the pastor here. Uh, good morning, Father. Good morning. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? <laughs> excellent, excellent. We had Mass with Father this morning just a few minutes ago. And so now, Father, could you start our, our, our two hours off here with a prayer? Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to cast blessings down upon us this morning and upon all who are listening to us. Fill us with the grace, strength, and power of the Holy Spirit. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's Father Tony Grossenberg, and he's going to come back for our Straight Talk hour. Yeah. Or actually, not an hour, but our, for our Straight Talk segment. So, folks, uh, get ready with your questions. I'll give you that number. 877-795-0122 is the number for that. And uh, think of your most difficult questions because Father Grossenberg <laughs> is a wealth of knowledge. He talked about wisdom at Mass this morning, and we know he has a lot of it. So yeah. we're going to come back to him later. <laughs> he doesn't get to talk right now. He just I gave the thumbs up. Fun. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Brandon, uh, we got a great show uh, lined up this morning. We and sure I do. think Aaron's standing by to give us a little bit of a preview. Preview, yeah. Aaron, go. Yes. Today we have Kelly Kerstad. She's going to be giving us her inspirational story of faith. I'm not going to give too much away. That would just be silly. We've got. Don't do that. Don't be silly. I won't. I won't. <laughs> And then we've got Father Tony Grossenberg for Straight Talk coming up here from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. Then we've got Ken Chofaros for another inspirational story of faith. We've got Gene Verant talking about what it means to be a chief servant leader. And Linda Bell will give us her preview of coming to Fargo with the North Dakota, North Dakota Right to Life. All this coming up here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, and actually, uh, Ken uh, did email and say that he wasn't going to be available this morning, so we're going to have the pleasure of visiting with Carol. She's the secretary here at the parish, and she has quite a story, so we'll be able to visit with her. We're having a great time this morning. It's a beautiful morning here in Wall, South Dakota, at the Church of St. Patrick. We've got donuts. We've got coffee. We have a crowd this morning, Steve, of folks who have come to uh, to listen to the show. It's a... Uh there's a wall-to-wall traffic here at uh, St. Patrick's in Wall, South Dakota. You could probably and, uh, hear the cars driving past. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we're uh, we're excited to be here. So so thank you everybody for your uh, very uh, warm welcome. And uh, we're going to turn now to Kelly. Kelly, how are you this morning? Very good. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So Kelly, you have a, a story. Um, about your daughter, but let's talk a little bit about you uh, first. Are you originally from the Wall area? Or yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I grew up in Wall, was gone for a few years in college, came back, married my husband, 
who we live out north of Quinn, which is about 15 miles away from Wall, and we have a cattle ranch and feedlot. Been married almost 36 years. Oh, married right here in St. Patrick's in awesome. Wall. Excellent. And five children, eight grandchildren, and a ninth one to make an appearance in January of 2020. Uh, awesome. How many yes. boys, how many girls? Two sons, the oldest, and three daughters. And how yes. many grandchildren are? Okay, four and four right four now. Oh. We're going to break the tie. <laughs> What's it going to be? Who's, who's going to go ahead? I don't know. I, my oldest grandson, Teelan, is hoping for the boys. The boys, so. yes. <laughs> Excellent. And one of your daughters actually is pursuing the religious life, right? Yes, she is. Can you talk to a little bit about just the joy in your heart for, for having a daughter pursuing that type of vocation? Yes. Um, in the beginning, you know, it was frightening, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. We weren't around religious here. We had never been around religious sisters. And so it's taken time, but as the time has gone on, the graces that have come to our family are hundredfold, as they say. And it has just brought all of us so much deeper into our faith, closer as a family. There's been some pain along the way, mm -hmm. you know, as we're being purified. Uh, just looking back and seeing, you know, how you raised your family prior to now knowing the truth of the faith and just seeing her witness, her throwing the little pebble into the pond and watching just by her example, yeah, the, the ripple. ripple and it's like amazing. So it's just, a, it's a true gift. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. So which order is she discerning? What's your daughter's first name? Okay, her name is Krista, Krista. but it is now Sister Joan Colby. Okay, Sister Joan, okay. Yes, and she's with the Marian Sisters. Okay. In Lincoln, Nebraska, okay. they are a Franciscan order, and they are the diocesan sisters of Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Yes. And so she's been there uh, how many years? She entered in September of 2013. Okay. It's hard to believe, you know, mm -hmm. it's going on six years. Yeah. So, yes. And so this, she's... Uh, and this is it, for our listeners. Uh, it's been six years, but she's still discerning. Yes. Um, as as when with the li religious orders and even the priesthood, mm -hmm. um, there is a discernment process right. to make sure you make sure this is right for you. Does she take uh, in two years? She take temporary vows, uh, final vows. Oh, it's her final vows. In two yes. Years. Yeah, okay. she's taken her first vows. Uh, they did one year postulancy. Mm -hmm. Then two-year novitiate period, where the first year is more cloistered and contemplative of the novitiate. Then the second year is more apostolic, since they are apostolic sisters. Mm -hmm. And then after that, which was in 2017, she did her first vows. Mm -hmm. And she just renewed, then they renew them every year up okay. until final vows. So it's like an eight-year discernment and you know, they you just think, oh, I want to be a sister. You just become one. No. Mm -hmm. And they want to make sure that mm -hmm. is the life for you. And they have spiritual direction, meet with their superiors. And it's every year they take that vow again, a temporary vow until in, let's see, it'd be 2021 when she'd do her final vows. Yes. So where is she at in the discernment process? Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't think there's a question. Okay. <laughs> she is solid on. Yeah. I just don't have any doubt. It's, And when you see her, you know, she's doing exactly, yeah. exactly what God asked her to do. And she figured that out, you know, on her own mm -hmm. by herself and was just solid the whole way that this is, I'm being called. 
Yeah. And this is what I am to do. So do you know uh, what drew her to the religious life? Or, you know, I know that was a specific job. <laughs> what, what, what helped? How did, she, how did yes. she start going that direction? Well, she actually went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Okay. okay. And we're all jackrabbits here, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> no corn huskers? Yeah. No. And we're like, why? Yeah. Why do you want to go? I don't know. I just do. Mm-hmm. And we're from South Dakota, Nebraska. We don't have reciprocity. We're like, that's going to be so expensive, you know. She applied and got a full scholarship to go to the University of Nebraska. And she got there, and she got involved. They have an incredible Newman Center there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are sisters. There's like a dozen different orders in and around Lincoln, Nebraska. And she had first time in her life that she had been around sisters and just kind of fell in love with their way of life. They came to the Newman Center, participated in, you know, Bible studies and just got to know them, and she started getting that call, and she was like, I can't do that. I can't. They're habited traditional sisters. I can't wear that. Yeah. And God's like, yes, you can. <laughs> and by Christmas of that year, her freshman year, she came home and told us she was being called and we were like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Kelly Kirstead here at the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. It's Real Presence Live on the Road. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined with Executive Director Steve Splonskowski. Now, I, I want to pick back up on, on uh, this idea that the, it, was a little, it was a little frightening to, to hear your daughter uh, come home and say that she thinks she might have a, a call to the religious life. And part of that is because uh, you weren't necessarily practicing your faith at that time, right? You know, we were coming to church, mm-hmm. um, that, but I would call us definitely, in the words of Teresa Tamio, cafeteria Catholics. <laughs> You know, that's yeah. so true. We go through the line at the cafeteria, and I, I, I like that. I'll have some of that, but that, mm, no, I can't do that. That's where we were. You know, it, we were living in the world, being of the world. You know, as a cradle Catholic, I often wonder, how did I miss that, you yeah. know? But I just think the world is such a tempting, has so many, t- you know, it yeah. just was drawing us away from the truth of our faith you know and looking back you'd think you know that a sister would come from a super catholic family <laughs> but unfortunately i can say you know we weren't that and just through her witness now she has drawn us so deep into our faith uh we just can't get enough of it we're on fire like I said, you know, there's been pain, too, because you look back and wish you would have done things differently, mm-hmm. you know, because I have children from 33 to 13, mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. difference between the older kids versus younger, you know, mm-hmm. um, but just be thankful. Mm-hmm. This is my story, my journey, and I think it's supposed to be this way, you know, to help other people who you're Catholic, but you're just kind of there, and you yeah. don't really know why. But when you know why, and you know the Mass, you know why our church teaches what it teaches. It's just the puzzle pieces are just falling into place, and it's such a beautiful... Our faith is absolute. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world of relativism, where your truth is whatever you want it to be, but the church stands 
as absolute, the teachings. And they're there for a reason. Jesus established it. And he put those truths there for our good because yeah. he loves us so much. And to realize that, it's just like, wow. Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, you talked about being a, a cafeteria Catholic, but obviously there must have been something there that, that drew your daughter's heart to Christ. Right. You know, in, in the way that she was raised as as she grew up in, in the house. There's, right. there's got to be some comfort oh, in that, though, I, right? I think so. Yes, I have give a lot of credit to my Irish Catholic grandmother. <laughs> you know, at the time, we, we always, you know, didn't... Uh, I always wondered what she meant, but, man, mm -hmm. do I get it now, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you have a... Kelly, do you have a, you know, early on or maybe a specific story of something that... Uh, when your daughter mentioned it or something that, you know, something specific about the faith that was there a, a, something that stands out? As a there really topic? is, I guess, uh, she came, you know, had told us that she was discerning and she was home and we had our gift program here at the church where all the generations in faith together, all ages come together once a month on a Wednesday night. And as a freshman in college at the age of 19, she got up in front of all of her peers and talked about the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And it came from her heart, you know, talking about how we can be as close to Jesus as Mary was. We get to receive him, body and blood, soul and divinity, into ourselves. And that we get to be as close to him as Mary was when she carried him. Mm -hmm. And I just, she said that in front of her, you know, she just said, went all these peers young people and she was just shaking and crying she was like wow. it was so real to her at that moment i'm like wow you know it was just like an epiphany for me you know taking for granted our faith and seeing her yeah just describe the eucharist in that way what was that like what was it like to see your daughter just just trembling and crying, just knowing the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist has completely changed her life. I'm sure she wanted it yeah. to change your guys' exactly. lives. Exactly. It well. was an absolute wake up call, is what it was. You know, and to just, uh, yeah, to just, and it was just like, this is, and I, we just dove in right there, like this she's doing. She is doing what God wants her to do. We got behind her hmm. all the way, you know, and, it wasn't easy, you know, and with leaving her there that day when she went entered, wow, that was a tough one. Yeah. But we knew that's where she needed to be. It wasn't easy, but through the graces of God, he always the uh, formations director there, Sister Melissa, told us, he will give you the grace. Hmm. You, and you stay close to him and pray, and he will give you the grace. You know, we do miss her. And it was, you know, it was it was like going through a grieving process. We couldn't talk to her every day. We hardly got to see her, but we knew that is what God wanted her to do. So, in a little way, we got to share just a teeny bit in sacrifice, like not even close, but what Mary did with her sure. son. Yeah. So we got to get a little teeny taste of what that is to sacrifice yeah. and give your daughter to him 
Yes. What a great story, though, of time gone. I mean, as, as a parent, too, we, we, we spend much time on our children trying to teach them things and then to have them come back and teach us. Exactly. It's like, what <laughs> yes. a beautiful gift. Yes. And success. What is success in the world? That was the first thing, you know, when we first were like kind of surprised by it. She was going to be a doctor. She was at UNL. She got a full scholarship. Weren't we just, you know... Mm-hmm. puffed up sure. <laughs> and then to be no success what is success in the world is to get to heaven mm-hmm. yeah. if we could all just understand that our lives are meant to get our families to heaven awesome. yes and for her to show us that it's wow a gift beyond so, so kelly if there's any uh, parents out there right now whose children are considering the uh, religious life and they're a little nervous about them about that, what what message would you share with them? Um, you know, in our especially in our society we live in today, the percentage of young people there's not many in the religious life. So I would say consider yourself be beyond blessed if your child, you know, discerns to the religious life. And unfortunately, you know, in the convent where she is there's even a few of the younger sisters who have went in whose parents mm. still are not mm-hmm. happy about it and don't even want to talk to them or didn't come to their you know entrance mass and it's really sad you know mm. just go with god god is has the plan and he, if he's the one who called your child tell them to listen he you don't. You do not know better than God. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, we're talking here with Kelly Kerstead uh, live from the Church of St. Patrick and Wall for Real Presence Live on the Road. We have to take a quick break here, but we're going to return and finish up the story with Kelly on the other side of the break. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota on the Real Presence Radio Network. Red Rock Restaurant in Wall, South Dakota serves locally raised beef and pork daily. At Red Rock Restaurant, you can find hamburgers named after each city within 50 miles and a room called the Eagle's Nest for the Wall Eagles. They also offer catering service for brandings, bull sales, weddings, and reunions. Red Rock Restaurant is located at 506 Glen Street and can be reached by calling 605-279-2388. Red Rock Restaurant is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rockfest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rockfest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rockfest on September 14th. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. 
Top Bar Contracting is a family-owned business serving all of Western South Dakota. Top Bar Contracting can perform most types of residential, farm and ranch, and light commercial repairs and remodeling, including kitchen, baths, decks, and pole barn repair. They use a strong sleeve for repairing, reinforcing, and replacing wood columns so they will never rot, warp, or twist. For more information, you can call 605-269-8444 or you can find them on Facebook. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Road, coming to you from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. Now, back to the show. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Hello, everybody. Steve Sponskowski here along with Brandon Clark, and we're coming to you live from St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Church in Wall, South Dakota. Uh, today on Real Presence Live on the Road is brought to you by, in part, by Red Rock Restaurant. We had a steak there last night with Father. Uh, Red Rock in Wall serves locally raised beef and pork daily, and they offer catering services for brandings, bull sales, weddings, and reunions. Their number is 605-279-2388. Excellent. Well, we're talking here this morning with Kelly Kerstead. We're, we, we've been hearing a journey that she's been on through having a daughter that has been pursuing the religious life and in a couple of years will more than likely take her final vows. Now, Kelly, we were, we were talking before the break about you know the joy in your heart and stuff like that, but you've had some things to work through as, as you have grown in your faith and, and really come back to the faith. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. You know... Uh just becoming aware of the beauty of our faith uh, through my daughter and learning the truths of the faith and you know looking back and realizing that you didn't do the best job as a parent you know when your older kids were young and you know having to forgive yourself and of course, the divine mercy of Christ through the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation has helped me tremendously. And God forgives us, but we have to forgive ourselves, too. So, you know, uh, through the sacrament of confession, that has really helped me, you know, because sometimes the voice of the evil one, you know, will come in and say, no, you're not worthy to do that. You were not a good follower of Christ so you shouldn't know you can't listen to that voice God uses everyone sometimes he uses people for example one of my great people that I think of is St. Paul look Mm -hmm. you know he was Saul he persecuted Christians murdered Christians and then we know what happened to him on the road to Damascus a complete conversion to become one of the voices of the Christian faith and spreading the gospel. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he can do it. I can do it, right? And just recently, there's a really good priest I know who... (laughs) I wonder who that is. (laughs) Who told me, Kelly, read the letter to the Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 through 4 where it says brothers and sisters since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus mm-hmm. that's what we need to do because it's beautiful divine mercy of Christ 
we can all be forgiven and go on and lead the life that he wants us to lead right so yeah absolutely yes well and and you talked about earlier on the, on the other side of the break that you, you we're on a journey right and it's not our place to question where the Lord is leading us and you're actually using your journey to to give back and helping teach RCIA can mm-hmm. you tell us about that yes uh, Father Timothy Hoig was here for a few years and I actually assisted him for two years and then I also took the basic VSI class which is offered through our diocese and it's an incredible learning experience for catechists in our diocese I hope to go on to do the masters. It's two mm. more years. Yeah. Uh, I have friends who are doing it. I just kind of had to step away for a while, but I plan to go back. But just when he left, he told me, Kelly, you can do this. So last year was my first year of doing it alone, and I had a good friend who came and helped me, Paula. And we didn't know if we'd have anybody in our small parishes. We don't sometimes every year, but we had two ladies who wanted to join. Mm -hmm. And we went through RCIA, and it was just a beautiful gift to be able to, you know, share our faith and our stories with these two ladies. And they did join the church at Easter Vigil, and that grace was just beautiful to know that you could help somebody to come Absolutely. to the faith and it was just a blessing yes well and even talking kelly about your journey in your journey back to the faith and deeper into mm-hmm. the faith i'm i assume that you get the opportunity with those who are going through RC- rcia to share that yes with them and, i do <laughs> and that witness is very important i mean yeah. it's, it's one thing to say yeah i've always been a good catholic and so there's really <laughs> been no conversion in my life which would be a lie for everybody but yep. <laughs> but but uh, still to be able to say here's my journey um right. and it's real it is and and they a lot of and they they're like really are you kidding i'm like no i am not kidding <laughs> and so you like say then they're like oh well you know cuz i think we set that bar up there saying the church you know needs to be for holy people well mm. none of us are yeah. you know what is that saying about every saint has a past every sinner has a future yep. right. and isn't that the truth you mm-hmm. know and the church is a place for sinners that's why i come every week i need to hear his word be fed by his word i need to be physically be fed by his body and blood and keep him with me every moment of every day and that's what our faith is. So Yeah, I know yeah. Archbishop Fulton Sheen tells the story of how people come up to him and say, Oh, you people, you Catholics, you're all a bunch of heretics. And he said, Come on and join us. There's room for one more. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Join us. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to deny it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have lots of great advice for people on that I don't follow. So, I mean, that's, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, you know, you talked about sharing your story. What more real this can you find than a, a story that comes from the heart and i can tell you share from the heart you know that that strikes people to the heart that mm-hmm. that that hits people where they don't want to be hit or where right. they don't know they need to be hit right right it's all humility isn't it to humble yourself yeah. before the lord and once you do your soul will be cleansed and it's an ongoing process as we all know but allow him to do that it's the greatest gift yes for sure awesome yes well kelly thank you for sharing your story and uh thank you for um supporting your daughter uh 
how your other children how do they how do they respond to your daughter's oh, uh, vocation yes it's a gift for all of us hmm. she just my youngest is 13 um she was sister joan colby's 12 years older than her mm. yes and yeah uh, it was it was hard for her because they were really close um so it, she really misses her but what a gift and when the sisters come or we go see her and like they told us and it's the truth you're not losing a daughter you're gaining 42 yeah. <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> and they're not kidding you know i recently lost both my parents and just uh, one of the sisters came back and sang and was par- and then they all prayed for us sent us cards called us mm. i mean just every time anything in our family you know i have 3 biological daughters but i have 42 more spiritual daughters and they are praying for us (laughs) and we feel those prayers and it's just a gift and every time we go there you know i uh, the first time i ever went i was scared yeah (laughs) like whoa we go there now and they're all laughing and hugging us and how are you you know it's beautiful and it is they are just our family so it is such a gift such a gift awesome well, thanks, Kelly, again, for being on with us and for sharing your story. I, I just always love this idea of sharing people's stories because you never know who's listening who just needs to hear your story. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being willing to, to come on and share that. You're very welcome. It was a joy. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Well, we have to head to a break here as we get Father Tony Grossenberg back on a mic and set up for Straight Talk. So I'll give out that number, 877-795-0122. Get ready to call in with your questions as we return with Straight Talk on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the road from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. We'll be right back. Local, engaging, and on the road, live from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. That's Real Presence Live on the Road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Red Rock Restaurant in Wall, South Dakota serves locally raised beef and pork daily. At Red Rock Restaurant, you can find hamburgers named after each city within 50 miles and a room called the Eagle's Nest for the Wall Eagles. They also offer catering service for brandings, bull sales, weddings, and reunions. Red Rock Restaurant is located at 506 Glen Street and can be reached by calling 605-279-2388. Red Rock Restaurant is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Live on the Road on the Real Presence Radio Network. Top Bar Contracting is a family-owned business serving all of Western South Dakota. Top Bar Contracting can perform most types of residential, farm and ranch, and light commercial repairs and remodeling, including kitchen, baths, decks, and pole barn repair. They use a strong sleeve for repairing, reinforcing, and replacing wood columns so they will never rot, warp, or twist. For more information, you can call 605-269-8444. Or you can find them on Facebook. This is Real Presence Live on the Road, where once a month we bring the show to your community. Now, back to more great stories from the local people you know and love. Hello? Hello? 
Hello? They're, they're not calling you. Hello? Steve. Oh. <laughs> this is Straight Talk, folks. We're coming to you live from St. Patrick's Church in Wall, South Dakota. Brandon, I woke up this morning and I pulled out my maroon shirt and I was going to put it on <laughs> and I saw my green shirt and I'm like, I'm going to put on my green shirt. St. Patrick, pray for us. I get here and it's St. Patrick's Church and I didn't know it was going to be. So. And I, I also pulled out my green shirt today. So we're wearing our green shirt. <laughs> Father, are you wearing your green shirt? Green coat. Oh, green coat. Green, green jacket. <laughs> okay, so we're all in, well, we're all in agreement that. Wow. That wow. Was, did you like that? One? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Father's okay. gonna laugh. <laughs> so, so folks, Somebody unless has. you want to hear more of those really corny jokes, you're gonna have to call <laughs> well, in. We love them. Yeah. <laughs> Because Father, Father Tony Grossenberg, the pastor here at St. Patrick's Church, is going to take your call at 877-795-0122. Brandon, are there other ways people can get their messages in here? Yeah, they can also submit their question on Facebook. We're streaming via Facebook Live this morning. So if you're watching on Facebook, good morning to you. Or, like Steve said, you can call 877-795-0122. I'm sure you can also send in an email or send a text. There's lots of different ways to get your question on with Father Tony Grossenberg. And I should say, you know, as we're sitting here at the Church of St. Patrick and Wall, that we do have donuts and coffee. So if you're listening right now and you happen to be in the Wall area, please stop by. We've got a few people sitting here listening. We've got a speaker set up, and uh, you can enjoy a nice cup of coffee and uh, a delicious donut homemade from the Wall Drugstore. They're pretty good, aren't they? They're Bob? very good. Alrighty, so that number again, 877-795-0122. Father, as we begin, is there anything on your heart this morning that uh, that you'd like to share with listeners? Anything that uh, you've been thinking about or maybe from Mass that uh, that's really struck you that you'd like to share? More and more as I'm in the priesthood, I keep realizing one of the most beautiful teachings of the Church is divine mercy. In the mercy that flows out of the pierced heart of Christ. And I think our world, our church, is in so much need of that mercy. And we need to keep offering up our troubles, our heartaches, our sin, all to the healing power of divine mercy. And I, that's really what's strong in my heart, mm. is the great saving power of divine mercy. Do you think we ever forget that the Lord is, is merciful? You know, it seems like when something goes wrong or, or somebody does something wrong to us, uh, there's an instant focus on justice, right? Getting justice. Oh, always. But, but there's a merciful aspect of the Lord's heart that I think we need to focus on, which is what you're talking about, right? Oh, definitely. You see that mercy at work, I do as a priest, in the sacrament of reconciliation. When somebody comes in, truly has a contrite heart and is offering up their sins, their wrongdoings, and trusting in God's mercy. And then when you as a priest, you visit with them and then you can say that prayer of absolution over them. The mercy is so beautiful. And when you leave the confessional, you feel like such a whole new person because mm. God has freed you from your sins. Yeah, yeah. especially I'm sure when, when somebody comes back to the Sacrament of Reconciliation after being away for many years. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think the Sacrament of Reconciliation is one of the most or greatest treasures of the Church, but one that's neglected, underused so often. You know, it used to be, I don't know how many, 60, 70 years ago, people 
would withhold from communion, feeling that I'm not worthy. And then now it's people come up for communion, reconciliation, not so much. The church, they're meant to be both taken frequently, sacrament of reconciliation and receiving the most holy body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist. They're meant to be in tandem and to be received frequently. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's on fire this morning, uh, folks. If you're listening right now, you can call in with your question, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. Father Tony Grossenberg, the pastor here at the Church of St. Patrick and Wall, is taking your questions. He's got a lot on his heart, but he wants to hear from you as well, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit your question on Facebook like Denise did, Father. And her question this morning is, while praying for our seminarians this past week, we noticed that there were seminarians listed as college one through four, pre-theology, and theology. Where do these distinctions come from, and do those distinctions differ by diocese? No, um, they're universal. College seminary is undergrad pretty much. Our diocese uses Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, Minnesota. They take college classes along with other students at the University of Mary, but then they also take philosophy and receive formation in the evenings. Pre-theology is for someone who has already an undergrad degree. They receive a background in philosophy and also formation time for discernment. And theology is like grad school, um, or in the old days you would have called it major seminary, where you are concentrating on theology and always having discernment as well, too. At all those times you are discerning, is God calling me to the priesthood? And the church is discerning, uh, is this person being called to the priesthood? So it's a matter of prayer of learning and of growing always closer to the heart of Christ. Mm. So a follow-up question to that, Father. So there's, uh, for our listeners, how many years, if out of high school, how many years does it take for you to become a priest? It'd be eight years out of high school. If you had an undergrad degree, normally six years, two of pre-theology, four theology. And that that hasn't always been that way in the church, right? No. Early in the church, that wasn't the situation. But but talk to us a little bit about, and we just talked a little bit about discernment of the religious life. Let's talk a little bit about the value of that eight years of discernment of priesthood. And training, of course. And training, of course. Well, it's always getting your heart closer to that of Christ and understanding what he's calling you to do in this life. And also a time for the church to be looking at you and prayerfully discerning. And you grow closer as brothers in the Lord together at the seminary. When I was in Winona over 20 years ago, but you'd meet in groups, you'd pray together, you'd have conferences in the evening on different topics, celibacy, that kind of thing. And you'd have apostolic work, you'd go work at a local charity, at the nursing home, when you were in theology school, you would go one year at least was spent doing hospital ministry at a local hospital to learn how to do that and to be compassionate to those who are suffering physically. 
so there's a lot built built in there and it's also for a young man going into seminary that's the beauty of it too you're discerning you don't need to be like rock solid certain oh yeah I can't go unless I know for certain God's calling me to be a priest especially during the college seminary formation that's okay if you go through that you experience this and then you in the church decide well no maybe God's not calling me to this life but you won't regret that time whatsoever you have been growing closer to God in understanding the nature of the church so it's never time wasted I can I can reecho that father I was in seminary for two years Cardinal went to seminary in Fargo um, I went to NDSU for one year and then Cardinal went for two years and those were the most formative years of my life. Oh, yes. So, absolutely. And we actually, a couple of weeks ago, uh, visited with a, a young man who's going to Winona, uh, the seminary in Winona, and he, and he kind of re-echoed that same uh, sentiment of saying, you know, I'm called to the seminary. I don't know that I'm called to the priesthood, but I'm called to the seminary yeah, right well now said. for discernment. And so, again, we don't have to, uh, we're only standing in front of certain doors in our lives. We don't have to jump to door four, just it, walk right. in front of door one. Right, right. Absolutely. Denise, thanks so much for your question on Facebook. If you want to submit your question on Facebook, you can. Just look for our Facebook live stream on our Real Presence Radio Facebook page. Or you can call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. We do have a few people listening as well. So if you, either of you have a question or anything you would like to ask Father. <laughs> and Carol's laughing. They're scaring me right now. And, and Father's on the spot right now. <laughs> behind a microphone so he can't get away so yes. this is the time yes that number again <laughs> 877-795-0122 now father i think somebody might be trying to be funny we got a question on facebook that says is it true that radio makes you sound taller now if you don't know who father tony grossenberg is he's about six foot five 220 pounds lots of hair he was lots a linebacker for linebacker who, uh, for the jets I think yeah the right jets. right yeah. <laughs> Who asked that question on Facebook? <laughs> I want to know who asked that The first question. name I'll give you is Craig. Hi, Craig. I'm going to have fun with you later on. <laughs> and you're going to be my homily for the next four or five months. <laughs> Everybody in Wall will know you. Excellent. So that number again, 877-795-0122 to call in, or you can submit your question on Facebook. It's a good thing you're a good sport, Father. Well, you do got to get little lower chairs. <laughs> yes. You, you, know. you talked about having a, a step ladder to get up Yes, on these are, um, that's sane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, if you have your question, go ahead and submit it. Otherwise, uh, uh, Steve, we have a couple of topics that we wanted to uh, talk with Father about as well. What's what's the next one there? Yeah, so, uh, Father, let's talk a little bit about the Eucharist, because we were talking about confession and reconciliation and how um, it is an interesting thought that people many years ago would... would you know, would not go to communion because they hadn't been to reconciliation. Right. And now people are not going to reconciliation. Um, but let's talk a little bit, too, about the the power of communion, Eucharist. There, there actually is a healing power of the Eucharist to forgive venial sins, obviously. Right, right. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, the value of Eucharist, uh, even not just Sunday Eucharist, but daily Eucharist. Jesus gives us himself in his body and blood as food and drink for our body and soul. And the more we partake of him, 
the more he becomes a part of us and we can let go of our earthly ways of our sinfulness and become more like him it's such a beauty to say mass and to see people and to give them the body and blood of Christ and to realize Jesus is coming to us as true food to nourish our heart to nourish our spirit it's such a beautiful thing but I sometimes wonder and I talked about this at my former parish quite a bit St. Mary's and Lemon we get so used to receiving communion you do it every Sunday or every weekday which is wonderful but you forget maybe what it is you are receiving and what power there is in that to receive the Lord in your hand or on your tongue to drink his blood you shouldn't do that lightly mm-hmm. when you say amen when you come up and receive communion the body of Christ the blood of Christ and you say amen you are saying yes Lord I believe this is you and I believe yeah it's uh something to to ponder um yeah, I was thinking that you know the, the phrase in the in the Lord's Prayer, "Give us this day our daily bread," and obviously you could probably just take any phrase from the Lord's Prayer and, and pray about it for about a week. Oh, um, easily. But just that that phrase, you know, some people might think, "Well, give us this day our daily bread," because I need food to eat today. But in, as Catholics, I think we understand that more as Eucharist, don't we? As spiritual, yeah. as spiritual, give us our daily bread. Yeah, absolutely. So if you would like to ask Father Grossenberg a question as we continue live on the road from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota, you can call 877-795-0122, just like this listener did. The question is, they're not on the phone, uh, but they wanted to submit the question. Some seminarians spend time in Rome, which you know all about because you studied at the NAC, Father. Who determines that, and why don't they all spend time in Rome? Well, one, and no, I went to Pontifical College, Josephinum, okay. not North American. Yeah, Sorry about that. You haven't been to Rome yet. No, right. we I were talking about last, last night. night at supper. Yep, that's right. Seminaries, um, it's up to your diocesan bishop, and sometimes the bishop, like when I was at seminary, you were given it, he, for major theology school, if I recall, um, it was Bishop Charles Chaput, gave me three or four options that I could choose Rome was one of them, but I prayerfully discerned that, no, God was calling me to go to the Josephinum in Columbus, Ohio. Other bishops just assigned the seminarian, discerning where God is calling them to be. But now a lot of North American seminaries are doing more trips to Rome or trips to the Holy Land, connect the seminarian toward the larger church. Thanks so much for that question. You can call in with your question as well at 877-795-0122. Or, as a couple more people have done, you can submit your question on Facebook. We have a Straight Talk graphic posted, or you can look for our On the Road live feed on on our Real Presence Radio Facebook page. So let's get to a couple of those questions, Father, on Facebook here. Megan would like to know... She says, last week, Father Grossenberg talked about his involvement in Martha's Vineyard. I am involved in the pro-life movement, but don't know much about the specific of Martha's Vineyard. I do know women who have struggled with their abortion. How would I describe Martha's Vineyard? She might be referring to Rachel's Rachel's Vineyard. Vineyard. Rachel's Vineyard. Uh, 
the Diocese of Rapid City offers, and also the Diocese of Bismarck offers, retreats for women or men who have suffered from an abortion. And we are having one coming up very quickly in October. It's a retreat where you can find healing and forgiveness in the divine mercy of God. And you can also have that chance to mourn for the child you lost or children you lost in abortion. The abortion industry, you know, they like to make it sound like it's nothing more than getting a mole burned off or a cavity, a decayed tooth taking out, not that big of a deal. Where, no, this is a human being, a child made in the image and likeness of God. And in Rachel's Vineyard, you find that healing. You can acknowledge this child as being yours. And it's a beautiful place to come to receive that forgiveness. And it's remarkable the transformations you see in this retreat. There are private locations, um, obviously, so if you need to go, I'll give you a phone number in a second for Carol Kling, coordinates it for both the Diocese of Bismarck and Rapid City. But you go there and you're with others who trust in God, who have found healing, have found forgiveness. And I'm always amazed from Friday evening then to Sunday afternoon when the retreat is finished the transformative power of divine mercy is absolutely incredible and if you are a man or a woman and we men have come on these retreats too and men have suffered because of abortions you know oftentimes we forget that it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman this is a child of God and it breaks hearts of both sexes Carol Kling's phone number, you could call her at any time, 605-374-5639. That's 605-374-5639. Well, thanks so much for submitting that question, Megan. Now you know a little more about Rachel's Vineyard, and hopefully you can share it with those who you encounter, uh, who you know, who may be struggling with, with their abortions so that they can find healing. 877-795-0122 is the call-in number to get on Straight Talk and ask your question of Father Tony Grossenberg. We have about, oh, nine minutes or so, so there's plenty of time for you to call in. Or you can submit your question on Facebook, as Megan did. And we have another Facebook post. This one comes from Pam. It says, Good morning, Father. My dear mother passed away on July 20th. I have nine siblings and two of us have decided to send money to a North Dakota parish that has a willing priest that will do 30 masses needed for my mother to go from purgatory to heaven. I think this is called Gregorian masses. We asked another brother if he would like to contribute to the Monroe's needed the money needed for 30 masses, but he said after discussing this with his local Bismarck priest, he was skeptical. Can you let me know what you think about this and if this is something that is a, a thing? Nah, you're asking a very good question right there. Why do we offer up masses for those who are deceased? Mass is our union with the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And 
a mass, in, in any mass, we pray for all the dead. If you listen carefully to the priest when he's praying the Eucharistic prayer, he's offering up, you, you specifically offer it up for all the dead. But oftentimes, you are also saying mass for one particular person and asking God's grace and salvation to be with them. We are praying for the poor souls in purgatory in that, in that regard, and we're praying that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross may bring them closer to heaven. Your question with the Gregorian Mass, I don't know if I've ever heard that phrase before. Every Mass has sacrificial power and has grace. One thing I would double-check is this priest in union with Holy Mother Church, and is he offering up the sacrifice in union with his bishop and with with the community, with the church overall? I hope that helps. Yeah. I think, and the question, I would do a follow-up question. So we do at Real Presence Ready, we have masses, so you can have uh, nine masses said for somebody that called a novena of masses. Oh, yes, nine, right, nine. right. And then you can have 30 masses said for somebody, which I think like the, the seraphic, um, oh. a, does that they do the, the 30 masses and there's also local priests who will do it for us right right well. right yep. right um and so let's talk a little bit do you have another question yeah uh, okay. we do but i think this is important i'll follow up just a little more with it father um to help understand even myself so we talk about how the the mass has infinite grace right yes um <clears throat> and sometimes as catholics we're like we get into this formulaic thing of okay i'm going to have 30 masses said for this person so that they go to heaven well while a mass has infinite grace, it doesn't necessarily mean that once we do these, it's, it almost becomes uh, uh, kind of a superstition. Right. If I follow these things, this will happen. But only the Lord knows yes. the, the, the needs of this person for them to come from purgatory to heaven, right? And we're also, we're caught up in time and mm -hmm. think like that when the mass and the power of the resurrection and all that, that's in eternity. And when we get caught in that, like you said, superstitions, like, that's great to have 30 masses said for somebody's salvation. No problem with that. Yep. But it's, I guess what I was thinking, the word I kept popping in my head, it's not like magic. You do yeah. boom, boom, boom. Now this is definitely going to happen. It's all God's grace. Yeah. All related to God's grace. And that's what we do. We offer up that it's God's grace. And so, yes. But yeah, I just saying thirty masses, seven masses. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, I mean. so, so Pam, I hope that helps you uh, in as far as uh, determining uh, on having the masses said for for your uh, for your loved ones who've recently passed. And then the local priest too, Pam, might be thinking, well, I don't know if I can do thirty masses consistently for that intention because I have other people who right. are asking for that. You are not supposed. So. Thank you. That's a good point. You're not supposed to take more masses than you can say in a year. Right. Sure. You know, so could yep. that could be part of it too. So yes. a lot of times, Pam, what we do is we go to the the retired priests who don't have parishes have a lot of lot of masses because they say a mass every day, but they don't have a parish, so they're looking for intentions. So you might might go to a retired priest and and, and ask him yes. to do it too. So 
Yeah. So thanks for sending in that question on Facebook, Pam. You can submit your question as well on Facebook or call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. You're listening to Straight Talk as we continue on the road live from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by Executive Director Steve Sponskowski and our Esteemed guest of the morning is VIP. the pastor of St. Patrick's Church, Father Tony Grossenberg. We do have another question that came in on Facebook from Kelly, Father. It says, in regard to the current crisis in the church, what do you say to someone who thinks they can't keep coming to church? Mm-hmm. That's a real good question. It's very hard, especially, I mean, for all of us, but me as a priest, when you see a brother priest who's fallen, who's hurting somebody, who has hurting the church. It, it is very sad. The church is always human. We must remember that. But the church is also divine. It's full of God's grace and God's forgiveness and God's mercy. And to think of that and to realize that Part of my thinking is, too, if you don't come to Mass, if you decide I'm not going to come, you are shutting yourself off to that divinity, to that grace. And it's also God working through you to help you, through you, to help you make the church divine, more the image of Jesus that it's supposed to be. You, as laity, you're part of the church. And by coming to church, by taking part in your parish, you can make the church image Christ more and more. The only one that gains, I think, if people, you know, well, I'm not going to go because this or that or this, the only one that gains by that is the evil one, no. the devil. You know, he's like, oh, oh, good, I got, I scored double there mm-hmm. or triple or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so don't punish yourself or the church by not, by not uh, coming to the sacraments. Yeah, do you think, too, some of it is, is people are just looking for an excuse not to come? Is there anything can, that plays in yeah. there? They, they, they already have one foot out, and, and they're, they're maybe just looking for something? Yeah, I'd say so, but it, it's still, I because I've seen it in some of my former parishes, it is very hard when somebody you love or some maybe yourself, when you've been hurt by the church, and especially when you've been taught for many years, you know, the priest, the sister, whomever, they represent God. You have such respect for them. And then they turn around and do such damage. So, yeah, it can be maybe an excuse. But I guess I, I have a lot of sympathy for that, too, because it, the wound that comes from a minister or sister or whoever who's messed up, it's a very, very deep wound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very deep wound. Yeah. And, and the best place to get that wound healed is... It's the, the church. church. And uh, and by being part of the church, you can help to heal that wound. God's working through you. You know, I guess, what some say, um, if you be part of the solution yeah. right there. And that's very true. God works through you. We have just a couple of minutes here left on Straight Talk. If you want to submit your question, we don't have the time for a call, but we, we can uh, take your question on Facebook if you want to submit it there really quickly. Otherwise, Father, we have just about a, a minute or so. We've talked a lot of, uh, about a lot. We've covered a lot of uh, ground in the questions and the various topics. Is there anything uh, as we close here that, that sticks out to you or that you'd like to reiterate or, or just touch on? Being a part of the church... 
is such a God-blessed, beautiful thing. Being a priest, being part of the consecrated religious life, as we heard about earlier, being a married person, being part of the church, it's all such a beautiful thing. So remember, you are part of God's holy church. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being on with us, Father. We do have to head to our top of the hour break, but stay with us because we've got more great things coming here from the Church of St. Patrick in Wall, South Dakota. Real Presence Live on the Road continues in just a couple minutes.